Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 149, Babylon. Hello and welcome to a gargantuan, bloated, old Hollywood episode of the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgecast. With me as always is Brother Bishki. (laughs) (laughs) And Brother Lucas is in the back. Lodgecast is your old sport. Oh my God, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? We are out in perhaps the rainiest of the rainy evenings that I've ever encountered mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. R- it wrote is... an atmospheric river to get here with Brother Bishke yeah. captaining the Prius. Getting almost, us here safely. almost hydroplaned in the carpool lane, quickly got out of it. Yeah, It is, as they say, pissing down right now. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to have two wondrous guests. We've been... Planning this for months, Brother Ben and Brother Josh, Mm. and they are just out in the flash floods. They just called and they were like, you know what? We would do anything for Babylon, but we just can't hydroplane. You can't Mm. risk your personal physical safety. It's just not worth it. I understand a little bit, but... But we have made a consolation demand of them that now... A future episode, whatever it may be, they must appear on it. So we are going to make it extra delicious for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. Because I've definitely risked my life to be on this episode. (laughs) We all have. I was in Texas just days ago, (laughs) sick in bed. And I said, I need to get to Babylon. You need need to see Brad do his little dance. You need, need it. I need all three hours of Babylon. And so I oh. drove in two days, two, <laughs> two like 12 hour shifts across oh. the halfway across the continent to be here tonight. Oh man, it's like Oregon Trail. Like, yeah. You gotta go <laughs> yeah. easy, not overdo it and die of exhaustion. Yeah. Die of dysentery. And then I get bit by a snake. I rested up a little bit. Now we're gonna see Margot Robbie fight a snake. Who wants to see me fight a snake? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So now it's just us three. It's just the original boys. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Take it on. Start the year. Three hours. Wouldn't have it any other way, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure serving with you. Are we going to survive this? Mm. I took a 25 milligram gel capsule. uh, 30 minutes before Bishki picked me up. Wow. So I am ready to go. Okay, excellent. Hothead has been anesthetized. <laughs> and and I had an ominous sign of love and light this morning uh, before I went to work. I was going through my office uh, and like 
just tidying up and I found this three by five card Ooh. that I brought with me. Let me pull it out oh, here. What wow. is this? Um, and I wrote, I had written down on it sometime last summer in 2022, the great Gatsby meets boogie nights. That's this. And I realized, Oh my God, that's Babylon. So I'm going to see tonight. Cause I've heard people say it's like the day of the locust meets boogie nights, but right. in any event, it was a good, warm, fuzzy feeling nice, and like a very, exciting feeling where That's I was great, like, Lucas. you know, this, this, this means something. This is important. New so year, new hothead. I'm, I'm coming in with, with, uh, wide eyes, open heart, bushy tail, uh, best intentions <laughs> can't lose. Well, that's the thing about this movie. And this is what makes it the ideal lodge cast picture is that the rumblings that I've been hearing, I haven't been looking into it too much, but people either love it, mm -hmm. like love it. Mm hmm or loathe it, mm -hmm. like completely dismiss it. So, and there well, doesn't seem to be any middle ground. Well, the trailer mm -hmm. seems pretty over the top and Ugh, in a way like insufferable because it's so yeah. like- Pushy. Yeah, Baz Luhrmann, like, it, obnoxious. It, it's so like, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street in your face, edgy, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Hey, I am open-minded. I, you know, Great Gatsby plus Boogie Nights plus Day of Locust. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. And Chazelle, I got love for Damien Chazelle. I mean, I, the director I, I, of Whiplash and La La Land. And First Man. <laughs> and First Man. Forgot about that one. Don't forget about that. <laughs> so who knows what he's up to? I mean, this is obviously his huge swing. I think, yeah, I think the other criticism I got a whiff of was like the similar casting of Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, in right. Babylon, which is mm. about Hollywood. And yeah. it's a little too close or something. Yeah. And so people were kind of like not into it. But that was kind of like Goodfellas and Casino, right? They had like right. same De Niro Pesci and people were like, oh, it's too similar. It's not. But if it's good, it's good. Vishki, yeah. what are you, what do you hope? I know you're, you're probably most excited about this. What yeah. are you thinking? Old Hollywood. I, I just got little whiffs about sex and drug use and different things, that, <laughs> you know, and it seems up my alley, even though it's total box office bomb. Has <laughs> yeah, not it's already, this might be the final the final showing of it, but yeah, for all we know. That's why I had to rush back here because it's only playing like two <laughs> weeks in theaters and losing like 50 million. Oh, it's bombing hard. It's yeah, bombing it's been, hard. It's been out for three weeks. It's made like $1.5 million or yeah, something. Yeah, it's really it's shockingly bad. bad. So understand. it's up to us to see if it's a misunderstood diamond in the rough or if it is that excessive turkey that everybody seems to be claiming it mm -hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the scale of it because I know this movie ain't cheap right. to make, and he's cashing in all that clout we just mentioned earlier. I love the big swing movies, mm -hmm. you know, like where you just you just push it all in, and that's like the director believes in it so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, like, much like Wolf of Wall Street, which you and I saw Christmas Day, <laughs> the year it yes. came out, beautiful, which beautiful was an screening. amazing, you know amazing movie to release at christmas and like i think it was almost three hours yes yeah i also saw uh, magnolia like in early january just like this very night uh that was another three hour kind of like crazy huge epic. swing yeah yeah. Yes. yeah where it's gonna be bushy at the edges you you know it's not gonna be tight and lean but hopefully there's brilliance woven in there so i think we just pitch our umbrellas go out into that fucking storm 
And hopefully we see something beautiful. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> and then get home safe. Nothing, home. Home safe. Nothing more cinematic than getting out of the rain in a nice cinema house that's oh, mostly yes. empty. I love it. I love it. That's the love and light, boys. Yeah. Let's surf that on in. Love and light. Love and light. We only have the weekend. You can serve it to me, ancient city style. We can party like it's BC. With a pretty 16th century smile. It's the thing that you bring, that you bring, that you bring him, you and me. That's gossip. Strut it out, walk a mile, serve it ancient city style. Talk it out. Babble on, battle for your life, babble on, that's gossip, what you on, money don't talk, rip that song, gossip, babble on, battle for your life, babble on, Oh my God, we survived. We got wet. <laughs> and it is raining 10 times harder than it was when we went in. It Cats is and dogs. crazy out here, you guys. It's raining down like elephant dung. This might be our last one. This might be our final transmission. That was a wild movie. That was bug fuck. That was yeah. epic. It was it it was a movie whose tempo and rhythm matched the weather tonight, it's which is like, stormy. It's like one of those movies where you come out and you're disoriented. I had no clue what town I was in or what direction to walk when I exited the theater. Holy shit. I was pretty elated. I was jacked up. Bishki. I applauded. Give it to us. Bishki. Tomatoes, a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous <laughs> excess. I'll say. Babylon traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. Rated R. Rated R. Rated, R. Rated hard. Hard. Hard R. From the for, opening. For yeah. all the bodily and animal fluids. You guys, Drug use, cursing, I, violence. I don't do this sex, often, but sodomy. Loyal listeners of this humble lodgecast, if you are hearing the sound of my voice and you have not seen and not experienced and not lived through Babylon, shut this shit down. Shut it off. <laughs> shut it off immediately. Table it. Table it. Go check it out. Try. I mean. Try to find it. If it's playing on a big screen somewhere, see it on the biggest screen because nope. this shit is on its way out. It's out. It's a silver screen. <laughs> it a needs loud to screen. Be big. It needs to be loud and you need to be trapped. I've heard from a reliable source that uh, Paramount, who made this, ran a dozen 70 millimeter prints of it. So they, there's got to be screenings in the future. Those are going to be gold in, in certain the areas. In keep your, <laughs> just keep, keep your eyes peeled. In certain areas. But it'll be on Paramount Plus probably by the time you hear us. So. 
I mean, feels a little plusy. <laughs> I mean, the irony, the irony is the movie has not performed financially, no. but Paramount has given the writer director Damien Chazelle and his uh, wife their own production company. Okay. Because they want mm. more of whatever whatever it is we just saw. Whatever like, it is they're they, cooking up. They, the <laughs> Brian Robbins, the president <laughs> of Paramount, believes in them and wants to give them more. So interesting. So he will work again. He will live to to fight another day. I mean, I don't think people are ready. Like, I just pointed out we kept it really muted, so I have no clue what's going on with you yeah, two. Yeah. But I just quietly pointed out to Lucas the poster for this movie, and it's just Brad Pitt reveling with like some streamers coming down and a, yeah and a gala soiree <laughs> that's it like saturday night special how do you market rager. this how yeah. do you market this i think they did a good job with that first teaser where they're snorting the paramount logo up right because that's pretty much the movie if you've seen that first teaser yeah it's a snort stravaganza i think they could have done better with the trailer i mean because Obviously, the they cut that because I think there was people were it was coming up a backlash. We're talking the about looked, we're talking about Brad Pitt doing a little tap dance and going get and then falling off a balcony, which I think Ben tipped us off that it wasn't going to be in the final movie. Yeah, that was crazy. How, it's in the trailer. It's not in the movie. Same with. In the trailer, she says, who wants to see me, me fight, fight a, snake? a snake? But in the movie, it's who wants to see my dad fight a snake, <laughs> which doesn't sound as cool, but it's Eric <laughs> Roberts, so it kind of is cool. Yeah. So they made some trims. They made some changes. Brad Pitt still does a swan dive off the balcony, but he just doesn't do his famous dance. Yeah. So I don't know if they were listening to feedback or what the reasoning was, because he just he may as well. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the trailers get cut in advance of the film being picture locked. That's true. That's yeah. So maybe, yeah, true. they found it in the edit after it had gone out and they were like, whoops. So anyway, I'll be doing my Brad Pitt dance forever. Forever. Yeah. And Bisky gift it. So I forever get, in yeah. infamy. We it'll own on, that. It'll be on our gifts. We own it. So <laughs> it's endless salad. There's no one salad dragon in this. There's no 10 salad dragons in this. It's printed on salad. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it would be redundant to try to go through and like relitigate each and every crouton or dragon or character. It's all like a stew, hodgepodge, mishmash, pastiche, like American <laughs> quilt. Well, one, one has to ask a question like when you've had so much salad, right? When is it? become no longer salad <laughs> when does it and it becomes just life when does it, it cease to be like salad? Air? converting that into english when when you get so much shocking elements yeah yeah when does it cease to shock right you know? and that is a question that's and, fair that's totally fair that's a question i asked um because it, it many it, times it is it is like uh like la la land on a bad acid trip yes mm -hmm. so if Absolutely. you're not on, if you're not on board with those bad acid trip vibes you're not gonna have a good time yeah and uh, lucas and i were laughing like hyenas for pretty much three hours <laughs> i couldn't help it because first of all bishki and i got a little adrenaline high getting here because of the treacherous downpour right hydroplaning then the edible kicked in as I was walking. Oh, yes, yeah. so you were on multiple and, edges. And I had eaten a Cinnabon and I was drinking a Mr. Pib extra. <laughs> and I had like my mozzarella sticks. Yes, you, know, you did. I was I was so on the right wavelength going in, and I didn't know it was gonna start with an elephant shitting all over a guy. And I just, mean and it was like they kept going back to it and cutting back to it. And it was like I had more, to look away. there was like oh, so God. much shit on the camera, you couldn't even see the frame, like you couldn't even see anybody. 
and I was just losing it. Like it just had me. I the was movie just begins losing my mind with our hero Manny trying to transport this elephant to a bacchanalian party that is being thrown that evening, and they're having a tough time. And we are treated to a low angle shot of an elephant's anus spraying elephant shit straight into the lens and it mm. keeps coming mm. and that's within the first maybe minute and a half yeah. of the movie Something yeah you'll never forget it's saying. wild yeah. wild like you've never seen anything like that and it's set in bel-air in the late 1920s which is essentially like a desert farm right land. it looks nothing like the <laughs> bel-air of the last 30 years or 20 years or whatever and then we get to the party the movie does not let up it is full pedal to the metal the prologue is 30 minutes long it's, before the main title yes, sings us. it's just a cocaine which made me laugh even more because it was like pushing the raising arizona like prologue you know the envelope to the ab absolute limit the party everybody's naked everybody's fucking there's a woman peeing on a naked fat man into his belly button and into fatty his fatty Arbuckle callback. Yep, yeah. fatty Arbuckle. And then Flea shows up with Flea no teeth. From with, with Red Hot teeth. Chili Peppers is, is on board. And Gene Smart's wisping around. And Brad Pitt shows up. Looking like a million bucks. <laughs> I mean, he's had work done maybe, probably, but I can't tell. I mean, he looks amazing. Just one of the wildest party scenes. And... This woman who's peeing, this fatty Arbuckle riff, she is basically overdoses and they're trying to figure out how to get her out of the party without arousing suspicion. So they're like, let's bring the elephant in. Everybody's going to look at the elephant and then we can sneak her out the back. The elephant comes in, knocks over people that are just having an orgy. <laughs> They're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was such a beautiful reaction because you think in like a normal Hollywood movie, people would just like rejoice with the like the elephant. But, but this, it, was it, was, it was total reality check. <laughs> like this is dangerous. People are panicking. It is not chill. And it turns out that that uh, woman who had overdosed was supposed to have a call time on set in a few hours. So we established that Manny and Margot Robbie are both wide-eyed, want to be in the pictures or want to be around the movies. And she's dancing her ass off at this party and they end up giving her the role just arbitrarily. So that's how it kind of kicks off. Manny meets Brad Pitt's character, who is a aging idol and uh, he ends up driving Brad Pitt to the set the next day. And so we're both on the set and they do a great job of like the party ends at dawn. And then like three hours later, they're all supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, this movie is definitely I would say the target audience are people who have worked on film sets. Yes, definitely. Like, yes. definitely. Very much like geared towards L.A. If, industry There's a people. lot of inside baseball. If you've yeah. tried to make any sort of moving picture, this movie... Speaks to you. It will hit you hard. Yeah. There's like a little <laughs> callback to living in oblivion with the sound, you know? Yes. It's like they're just trying to get through without blowing the sound. And you'll, it's just, uh, you'll either be laughing or crying or both or shitting it or, had, or It had me laughing consistently. That first hour, I couldn't stop. I felt like I was the only one. The first hour is like cinematic cocaine. It just like forces itself into your nostrils and it just doesn't let up. Like when, when the movie like really truly also had me was when they're on the film set 
and Manny has to like get on the horse and corral all the extras with yes. like a, like a pistol he's commandeered <laughs> and he's like cursing at them in Spanish to like get back in line and it's just such an image I've never seen before but I loved it. I mean, some movies have one giant set piece or no giant set pieces. This has like 12 yeah. giant they were given super size set pieces. He was given a lot of money, a and lot he, of extras and he, and he put the money up on the screen without period cars without much digital interference right no yeah. it looked like film fucking real. all the lens flares felt real in the i would moment. say like the extras the, like, it all felt very real yeah. and spike jones is in it as like a eric von stroner german, yeah. german director yell at his head <laughs> yeah out. that was funny that whole like a day on the set sequence is it's it could be its own movie yeah yeah i mean we're talking about cocaine you know <laughs> i'm not i haven't, haven't used i'll confess but to, to what extent are you do you become exhausted or <laughs> when the camera's flying around at 100 miles an hour? I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Martin Scorsese. Yeah, basically, but, I thought you were down. But, there, but there's more to Martin Scorsese than flying the camera around 100 miles an hour. You know, so there's just <laughs> there's not any room in the first hour for contemplation storytelling or breathing or <laughs> here's the thing dear listener okay bishki was ice during this I, film I, I was i didn't laugh a ton i, I didn't, heard I didn't him laugh. laugh a couple times yeah, I, I did laugh and toward the end i heard like a <laughs> for the folks that are detractors of this film i might have some uh but, points for you but also i could see how it would be hard for brother bishki to laugh when the theater is practically empty oh, like imagine yeah. if you saw this yeah. with an audience with yeah. an actual crowd of people that were not snoring through it our audience was not great hilarious okay <laughs> let's map it out we had two gentlemen in front of us they were on board i could tell that they were they were nodding they were laughing they were awake yeah then we had a male and a female down the row from them the dude was out (laughs) he was snoring and the the snoring would get just It, it, it would rise and fall there would there would get to a point where his wife girlfriend would it would kick in and she would nudge him like, I don't know what her threshold was because she let that boy snore yeah. pretty loud, pretty often. Yeah. So he's snoring throughout. It's constantly ramping up, getting knocked down, ramping up, getting knocked down. There was another mystery couple kind of rear to the left of us who left when there was maybe one minute left two minutes left yeah they didn't want to see the really weird yeah they didn't want the high to end and then there was a couple behind us and i don't i can't remember when they they walked out they kept getting up and coming back and like talking they stayed they they were there at the end though but the woman behind us was letting out some of the deepest sighs. Yeah, her yeah. all the sighs. Yeah, and she it, was exhausted. I was I was a little on her wavelength <laughs> at times. <laughs> but some of it was like moralizing sighs, like like Margot Robbie would would you know get back into snorting mode, and she'd be like, <sighs> like mm. kind of like don't throw your life away, sigh. But then there'd also be like the screen would fade to black and then the movie wasn't over. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be like, kind of uh, sigh. Yeah. Uh, she, didn't know the, she didn't know the three hour, 10 minute um, running time. Nobody know. did. I don't think anybody uh, did. We knew. Yeah. <laughs> but mean, it was weird because before the movie started, after the Nicole Kidman ad, 
Margot Robbie and the other actor appear on screen in like an EPK and they're like, oh yeah. Well, thank you for coming Thanks to your movie in a big theater. We hope you're watching it with a big crowd. And I was like, no, we're in auditorium 13, which is eerily similar it, to the it, Burbank it was, 16, 13. It was theater 13. They're always yeah. smaller. They're like the smallest theater. Theater 13. Even though we're at Santa Anita, 13 carries the curse. Yes. And that little EPK, the funniest part was when she said, thank you for seeing it as it should be seen on a big screen with a... A lively crowd? With a lively crowd. <laughs> and we just laughed our asses yeah, off. Everyone kind of laughed in oh. the We were like 10 people and we're just like, yeah, not lively. So another thing, Bishki... Boogie Nights, you could like lay it directly over. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. So here's it is my Boogie Nights. Here's my get, biggest from, criticism. From, the get. from my biggest criticism, <laughs> you just ripped off wholesale <laughs> one of my favorite films of all time. I mean, I like it's I, a cover I version. I don't mind homages. I don't mind homages. But this is direct, but this is scene for scene, <laughs> beat for beat. Like I could go through, and it was driving me crazy. I was wondering if because if you'd be tickled or irritated by I, it. I like a few nods to your favorite director. I mean, clearly, Boogie Nights is nodding to Scorsese, and you know, different sequences and yes. whatever. But you got to make it your own thing. You can't. Yeah. You can't rip. I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson should sue Damien. Like, it is <laughs> such a ripoff. Well, just the overarching mm -hmm. idea of we're going to showcase this range of time that covers silent movies transition into talkies. Which is, it, is Boogie Nights. Which mirrors its film, film into, into video. video. <laughs> but I don't think it works in the same way. I mean, I understand what he's doing, but it's like, you know, did talkies. Well, I, I would agree with, I would agree with Bishki in the sense that it doesn't work the same way because the lead guy in this version, Diego Calava, isn't, I don't think as a strong, uh, strong enough Lee as Mark Wahlberg as crazy as that is to say, because at yeah. least with Mark Wahlberg, you know, he's the lead. Like you, you feel it from the beginning. With like Manny in this, it's almost he, he like it's a, it's a video game and you're just that guy. Yeah. Right. No, that's where Day of the Locust comes in. Cause he kind of feels like he's just observing yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I could see that being a big, but then he also too. isn't yeah. observing. He like becomes a studio executive eventually. So but it's not a robust character, right? Yeah, by right. any means. He, a lot of the movie, he's kind of just standing there in awe, like just dumb, like a deer in headlights, right? Just, just like zoning out pr practically. And Margot Robbie, I mean, her character is huge. She's like Harley Quinn uh, dialed up to eleven. But she also kind of comes in and out of the story because it's it's so like the schnapp said, it's outsized ambition. It's, it's trying, unwieldy. It's yeah. trying to cover too much. It's like a kid who found his daddy's gun. He's just waving it around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. So the Boogie Nights. Well, he wants an ensemble like Boogie Nights. And it lines up perfectly, even down to, and especially down to the Alfred Molina drug situation. Yeah, which, yeah that, that was spoiled for me online. I accidentally read something where they said like those two words, Alfred Molina with Tobey Maguire. And I was like, shit. And yeah. it is. So I was waiting for it. It is Tobey Maguire. And he's, uh, he's, he's like Pinocchio gone to seed. Yeah. Like he's like ether addled. 
and there's even was that Ethan Suppley? Yes, as his as his like right hand man, his horse spitting. Yeah, instead like of the firecrackers from Boogie Nights, he's constantly like ho- spitting up a spit. Yeah, it's like why do you have to? More bodily fluids. We got elephant dung. We got urine. We got spit. We got blood. And there's lines. Is there semen? Lifting. I can't remember. No well, semen, but well, there's vomit. Fake semen uh, from that. Um, there's a little person that rides a giant penis pogo uh, stick. That's right. And squirts fake jizz all over the revelers. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like you you take any freeze frame from any of these party <laughs> scenes and there's crazy shit going on. Oh down. man, it looked real to me. I mean, I <laughs> I couldn't believe that opening scene. I was like, damn. Yeah. So with Toby Maguire, I mean, that is a 20 minute detour with that. And that reminded me of like 8 millimeter, like he takes, <laughs> yes. Chazelle takes us down yeah, to in, the last party in Los Angeles, which is like down this like Bronson Canyon, like the bad tunnel. Yeah, he calls yeah. it the asshole of Los Angeles. <laughs> and we go, we descend. And he's, he's like, like we got to go three floors down. Yeah. We got to go down another level. And, and there's just the first level is like two women in a cage fighting to the death. Yeah. And then down another level is just like a dungeon of depravity. Yeah. So that was, and then down another level is a giant crocodile on a chain. And then down another level is where he wants to take us, which is to watch this giant Hulk eat rats <laughs> to these fucking degenerates cheering him on. So that's something Boogie Nights didn't show me. So I, I, <laughs> but, I, I, will, I will give credit to that sequence. But yeah, that is, really had me too. I was like, where are we going? What's yeah. going to happen? This is crazy. But all of that in Boogie Nights was just, you know, on Mark Wahlberg's face. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He was going down into that pit. In his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw it here. We see a lot. We see tons in this movie. We see too much in this movie. And I mean, it keeps going. You feel Mm -hmm. every minute of this movie. No, it can't help but have like an epic feel by the end because it's just, just you've been there so long. You've been living in it for so long. There's no way we can take you through the plot there's no there's no reason to there's no real plot so to speak it is in any real spectacle sense. yeah this is all spectacle and it's a love letter and a hand job and a full <laughs> coitus kiss to the power of movies mm-hmm. yeah so much so that at the end what i mean what what was going on at it's the like end of this he, movie? He needed, he needed to pump the brakes it's a little like bit. A, he went beyond like, the what? ship. It's like a Turner Classic Movies, like, <laughs> and it's like you're making this for Turner Classic Movies people watching. Like he take he does that just, was a big that was a big swing. Like yeah. what he takes you through the history of movies. You sort get, of, <laughs> sort of. I mean, you get gives you, you like repeats of the same director. So I was like, okay. you get all the, you get all the cla- the classic film clips from Turner Classic Movies, and then you see some some Raiders. No, no Tron. You see Tron. Then you, Raiders. Some digital stuff. You see T two. And you see Avatar. <laughs> we all cheered with Avatar. A clip of Avatar oh, is at the end of this movie. Yeah. I was just shaking my head. Like, I couldn't believe it. What? I was yeah. just like, oh, man, you're taking me out of this. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just ink in water and, and colors. Yeah. And it's blinking red. Film and literally getting developed in front of us. 
and people in the theater are leaving. <laughs> like they don't know what's Dude, going people on. People are staggering out. I could not believe they were staggering out. It is madness. It is madness. So please, if the, if this movie is still playing, I don't care if it's going to be a torturous experience for you. Mm. You gotta go see it big. See it big. Yeah, because you, you do have to be locked away. You have to be. It's, it's Gasper No all over again. The, the amount of people they're going to shut this off at home is very. This is going to die on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. People are going to pause it and forget that they're watching it. Yeah. You're going to see the Babylon thumbnail pop up and there's just going to be like a little <laughs> smidge like of, a of, fifth. of watched material. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. I see it already. Mm -hmm. So, God damn it. <sighs> well, I don't know if we're going to make it home tonight because it is fucking flooding. The rain is in this mall parking this lot. entire time. Yeah. So without further ado, let's go to Babylon Bones. Nishki, you are being a little sneaky fellow well, tonight, but I'm I, I, so we're going to save you. OK, Lucas, you're first to bone. First to bone. Ah, first to bone. <laughs> Remember, love and light. Love and light. It's a new year. So going back to the first time I saw this teaser trailer, it had my attention. <laughs> um, I remember when I was reading about this movie a year or two ago, I was thinking, gosh, this sounds a lot like Kenneth Anger's book, Hollywood Babylon, right. except he just took off the word Hollywood and like changed some names. Like... I don't know about that. I was kind of like dubious. Yeah. And then when I saw the first teaser trailer, I was like, kind like, okay, it looks a little insufferable or obnoxious, <laughs> but you know, damn, I'm a got sucker. A, got a lot of trumpet in your face. Yeah. I'm a sucker for classic Hollywood movies, especially about Hollywood, especially with like stars like Brad Pitt, you know, you have my attention. Uh, and I could sense there was some scale there. Um, but I know we saw that trailer so much. Yeah. Kind of like we turned on it. Yeah, we turned on it, and, and rightfully so because it just you know like it, it that's just what happens. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about it, and then we had tabled seeing it at the end of last year, <laughs> Christmas time. There just wasn't enough time. No, sadly. <laughs> um, and I did see over the holiday that this this was playing at the Prime in Burbank, which might have been oh. a little cooler, mm -hmm. um, and maybe the crowd a little bigger. Damn. But. Um, so yeah, coming here tonight, I honestly was looking forward to it just because I hadn't seen anything in a while. Right. And and I was like looking up the Day of the Locust on Letterboxd when I was coming over here. And nice. I was thinking about that note I found on that three by five card in my office this morning. It was just kind of yeah, spooky. And then like we went in there and like you heard me say, I was just like giggling like a schoolboy in church. I don't like, know if like, I've heard you laugh that much during yeah, the movie. It, yeah, it kept me awake. Like I, I definitely didn't really feel the runtime like I did with Avatar or Fablemans or like other movies. Fablemans does seem a bit long. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this, like I knew it was long, but like I was never really ever bored, truly. Like, right. cause even, even if it's like a boring scene, there's like beautiful jazz music or yeah, trumpet or the piano music is or it's constant. Wall, wall to wall. Yeah. yeah. So at least like I'm enjoying the vibe. Or, or whatever, if it's quiet or loud or what it's, have you. And the editing is almost Baby Driver-esque to the music. Like, yeah. if you really pay attention to the rhythm of some of these scenes, especially when she's coming in on Margot Robbie's first uh, sound scene. Yeah. There's just so much rhythm going on. Yeah, I bet this will win Best Editing at the Oscars. But, like, that opening party scene, when 
she does coke and comes out and takes the cigarette from the guy and starts getting like passed around and crowd surfed. Like I got chills and I have to like recognize that. I can't just dismiss that, right? Because I'm pretty cynical and hard edged. So like when I feel you know, like the hair in the back of my neck go up because I'm watching a party scene because it's that visceral. Like yeah. it transports you there. And for for those of us who couldn't party back then like they did, we get like a little glimpse into the crystal ball and it looks so fucking fun. I want to get out of my seat and like dive into the screen and like dance with Margot Robbie. And you, 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 that helps you identify more with Brad Pitt when it's over. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck. You see, you it's telegraph. I kind of felt that was coming, his 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 uh, conclusion, let's say. Yeah. And I thought it was perfect. I thought it was pitch perfect. And yeah, the, the ending, you know, the epilogue <laughs> in 1950s Hollywood where he's yeah. like, you know, Diego Cava comes back as a tourist and goes to his old studio, which was Paramount. Uh, they called it Kinoscope in the movie, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and, then, and then goes to the theater and you see that TCM montage. Like, yes, like that's not... Great. I would have cut it when the camera crane went up on the audience. So when the yeah. lights came up on our audience, there were like, so it's, many it's cut like, points. It's like seamless. Like, but, end it. But but I can't. Oh, I can't fault him for that because I get yeah where he's coming from, and it is so earnest and heartfelt. And I think yeah, a lot of people that have seen this that don't like it are like expecting more of like the first man type of heavy drama. And to me, this was like a Zucker Brothers like parody. Mm. Like, it was like a comedy. It was like slapstick farce comedy. I'd probably put comedy first. Yeah, absolutely. In a genre description. Absolutely. So let me walk you through my bones here because I, I was doing some some math yeah, in, the, yeah. in the walkout and in the bathroom. This on paper definitely could be a one and a half bone movie. In it's the like sen- a beautiful mind with just bones floating around your head. <laughs> <laughs> because like there really is no plot and the performances are kind of one note. Like they don't really change. Coke like, note. There's no arc mm-hmm. really. It's just kind of, you've seen 20 minutes of it. You've probably seen enough. However, it's so technically astounding and like well-made and analog and in camera. And like those are all real extras or, you know, like certain scenes I was just like, thank God this isn't like a green screen or right. like even the New York scene was the Warner Brothers backlot. Like I recognized it. Like Brother Anthony could tell you that that was New York <laughs> Tenement Street and like, you know, they were just driving in circles right. around the backlot during that New York segment. Um, so it's like at least two and a half bones because it's that technically right. sound. Uh-oh. And you going since, higher? Yeah. And since Brother Woo! Ben and Brother Josh aren't here, I'm going to yes. give it the Brother Ben bump and, and the Josh uh, smash. What do we call it? The, no, the Josh squash the, is when you go down. Oh, that's when you go bone. down. Okay, no. Don't so, go down. We're going so up. I'm going to go. Get higher, I'm gonna, baby. I'm going to get higher with, with a half a bone Brother Ben bump and Boom. a half a bone Brother Josh bump. Boom! Three and a half bones yeah! on this wow. rainy, stormy night. Bishki, give me home, brother. Give me yeah. home All safe. Right. I'll yeah. try. I'll try. It's a Brother Ben bump, y'all. That was three and a half? Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I love it. All right. Brother Bishke, take us into the crash, the post high. Well, I'm I'm kind of with the moral majority on this film. Um, (laughs) There's about 50% of the critics and about 50% of the audience that does not agree with the morals that this film is is putting out. Judge it harshly. Some of the sexual depravity (laughs) on display. But no, but I do understand why you can be th- how you can be thrilled or or how you can you know you got to get on the wavelength yeah and you got to get on it quick because quick. it's because that elephant's gonna shit <laughs> because it's like if you're not coked on the coked you know kind of one note coked up 
wavelength that Margot Robbie <laughs> is, and you're just watching her flail around and scream and yell all sorts of obscenities and puke and puke. Oh, oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's a there's, lot. There's there's way too many salad sequences. Yeah, to yeah. even we discuss. Can't, we can't go through them all, but yeah, it can get a little exhausting. And I do appreciate the nods to Scorsese and Paul Thomas Anderson and the camera work and Avatar and Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> but there's you know there's more to my favorite Scorsese and and obviously and to Boogie Nights with the characters and the story. Like I can't say I was enthralled with the characters like and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt but you know what it is too i just realized is damien chazal wrote the script on his own and even like michael mann has like a-list screenwriters that he works with right yeah like, like right. why not if i'm damien chazal why not poach like a michael mann writer or you know a former oscar winner you know the guy who wrote forrest gump because well, if any movie's gonna be an auteur movie this is it right yeah so right. I mean, yeah, but, but, I'm just, but maybe if he gave his first draft script to like another writer to punch it up, yeah. like then we get those arcs <laughs> or those defined themes or plots better. Or whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, I do wish Ben and Josh were here. So I did, <laughs> I'm not giving any bumps. No, <laughs> um, but I technically you got to give props like, oh, yes, my God, it, come looks, on. it looks fantastic. There so I'm going to give a full bone for Uh-oh. the production design and. And all of that stuff. And I do love the old Hollywood stuff. You know, I would say maybe a movie like Hail Caesar by the Coen brothers, I I might be more on, or Day of the Locust from the 70s. You know, it's trying to do a lot. So it's very ambitious. So I'm going to give another bone for that. There you go. But that's, but. You topping out? That's about, that's about as high as oh, I, I'm going to go. I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I think this movie's going to, you kind of love it or hate it and, Maybe I'm a little in the middle. I don't know. I'm I'm going two bones. Utah, give me two. But what a swing. Yeah, it's a big swing. So you, you either say, miss or he knocked it out of the park. What do you say, Lodge Master? I was fucking amped on this shit. It showed me things that I never knew that I wanted to see. I didn't think I wanted to see anybody fight a snake. But that snake fighting scene. Oh, I wanted to applaud. <laughs> like, I wanted to just get out of my seat and applaud. What the fuck was that? Like, that is lurking around every corner and every crevice of this movie is just, holy shit. When Eric Roberts showed up, I was elbowing you because yes. I didn't know he was in this. I did not know he was in this. Eric and he Roberts was amazing. might have been the highlight for I me. I mean, yeah. playing Margot Robbie's, like. And he's going to make a diner and sell, and sell sandwiches with her face on them in, or something? inept business manager father oh it was was so good it was chef's kiss like there are so many bravo sequences in this that just tickled every fancy of mine holy shit like again i came out i didn't know where i was so if that isn't the whole point of this movie that that films can transport you and take you into a world you never dreamed of. Like, I was in it. And yeah, it just kept going and going and going. But I had to chalk that up to the director just not wanting to leave the world he created. You know, like he just didn't know when to stop. The ambition is absolutely astronomical. I was laughing for, you know, two and a half hours until I was just like, covering my mouth in awe and shock that the movie was still going. 
So I meant three bones, solid bones, meaty bones. And in the spirit of Brother Ben, who should be here tonight, and Brother Josh, we're gonna we're gonna combine their bump bone up to three and a half. Woo! I'm gonna go to three yeah. and a half. Yeah. It's a brother Ben bump, y'all. Lucas and I have never been up here together. At this I don't think so, three man. Three and a half summit. I mean, I was buzzing coming out of the theater, like just inspired. It's crazy. Like, just so much energy. And like, I, I just can't wait to wake up tomorrow and seize the day. <laughs> I love it up here with you, Lucas. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's try to find another movie where no, we go. It does get you pumped for wanting to go on a film set and just. Oh, it's beautiful it light. Up. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful love and light. Fantastic. So if you're going to watch it on Paramount Plus, Try to watch the whole thing. Don't go like make a sandwich and then forget about it. Stay with it. Feel it. Mm. Get it into your veins. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Very interested to see what folks say. <laughs> yes. Bishki. Mm. Bishki's nice and reserved. It is after midnight tonight and shit is still pouring out there. We got to drive off into that night Pray for us to get home. Pray there's an episode next week. <laughs> Woo! We did it, boys. We did it, fam. Singing in the rain. Love and light, y'all. Singing in the lodge cast. Just singing in the lodge cast. Saturday, I'm running wild and all the lights are changing. Red between. Moving through the crowds, I'm pushing. Chemicals are rushing in my bloodstream. Only wish that you were here You know I'm seeing it so clear I've been afraid To show you how I really feel Admit to some of those bad mistakes I've made And if you want it, come and get it That was bug fuck.